Can I tell you some ra- something random that happened in Houston? Sure. So the girl and I were walking uh, downtown somewhere, and like in the neighborhood, I think, and we saw this woman, and she was talking to a man in a car, and then it, like we click- quickly realized it was a woman who was a prostitute, and she was trying to pick this guy up, and but then she said, "Oh yeah, thirty dollars an hour for my services," and he goes, "What does that include?" And then she does the blowjob motion. $30 an hour? Yeah, it's pretty cheap. I mean, you know, that's... Is that what's happening in this economy? I mean, you know, if you're somebody that's like working the She street, could wait tables. I mean... She was a beautiful young woman. This wasn't like some kind of old meth lady. This was like a young, hot, wearing a tight dress, high like looked nice. Yeah, I don't even know where to begin. Like, why do you think that this is absurd or like what do you not get about like, I thought people were getting way more is she gonna give an actual hour or is she gonna make mm-hmm. 750 for a 15 minute blowjob or that's insane there's no way why wouldn't she just be I mean I, why wouldn't she be a waiter god any number of reasons yeah like, I mean if she's I if mean there's any there's any number of life circumstances guess, even not even that not that would prevent somebody from like holding a job like being a waiter you know but there was you, you have to have a TABC license. You have to be food handler certified, which means you have to have like internet access and a computer, which well, means library, you have to have, yeah, li- I know, but I'm just saying like, there's, I'm just saying there's countless steps that could like prevent somebody from like having a job like that. I get you're and being you all understanding, but she could still charge way more than $30 an hour, Probably, even if this is the only job. Not. Maybe it's not her choice how much she charges. Maybe she's being told by somebody, here's what you're going to charge and here's how much money you owe me. Why would anyone day. possibly only want her to charge? Th- are, I Like, think about that I'm, for a second. Because because more people will buy a $30 blowjob than a $70 blowjob. For an hour? It's one thing to say a $30, $30 for a blowjob. It's another thing to say $30 an hour. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm just saying there's like, I can see why you would think it's absurd because yeah, of course people should be making more money than that when they're giving out blowjobs. But I don't think that like that type of circumstance, it's just like unheard of like what's going on it's here. It's like pot prices. It's like, geez, I we, need I know- to be, we need it to be legalized so it can be regulated. So these people can make more. I hope she's making more than $30 an hour if it is legalized. Well, she's not even making that whole $30. Probably, probably not. Probably not if she does have a pimp, but it's like Jesus Christ. But that's what I'm saying is like, you don't know why she's there doing what she's doing and like, I think that's interesting that you have that reaction, right? Of like, it's horribly shock. upsetting. I know that, but like, I don't know. It just felt like your reaction started with like the. I guess you're upset at the lowness of the price, but yes. like, yeah, it's like I don't know. Like I see or hear that, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, it's not in a good way, but like, I heard of them. You know, these guys have these stories. They get drunk and then they accidentally have spent three hundred dollars on some hooker. Well, you're drunk and it starts off at $30 an hour for a blowjob, which is what you go in for. And then you know what? She's going to upsell him at least. Well, I mean, you're like 40 minutes in and you're like, yeah, I would really like to fuck you. And you're like, okay, well that's, you know, X or an okay. hour, you know, or, you know, it's going to be three. You're drunk and you're not paying attention. And okay. The time so, gets okay. You out. know what? This makes me feel a lot better. Cause I think that is, that's a, that's a foot in the door tactic she's using. And then she's going to upsell him once he's hard. That is such a good point. I had not thought about that. Oh my God. That makes me. I don't. I mean, I, maybe she would, but maybe she wouldn't. You know, it depends on how safe she feels like trying to do that, right? Well, I or need if that's some even part of her, like some MO. people who are doing sex work um, to write me in and talk to me about this because I really need to know about prices and whether that 
what's going on. If, if you know that, is that a common move? You start with the blowjob price and it's surprisingly low. And so this guy is kind of, maybe she gauges it depending on how interested he looks and it's just kind of low prices because it's early or late in the evening or like, there's probably all kinds of crazy price discrimination and haggling stuff that's going on. But I just thought like, yeah, the, th- the thought of someone giving a blowjob for an hour and getting $30 is truly horrifying to me, but it probably there's a lot of other math going on. And ultimately she's either, it's like an hour or until you just come. And so she can turn the $30 quicker than that, or she's getting him to yeah do more, at least some of the customers wind up doing more and it, you average out to more than 30, surely. But man, this economy, I like, I do think it's probably a sign of the economy that you got to start out with promising $30 an hour, you know? Well, I mean, I've, again, I think that that's like a very specific person. So, like, she might be at $30 an hour, but I just know of people that do sex work and know people who have like solicited sex workers for similar types of things, but have been charged more, but they're not driving around on the street finding somebody. Right. If you find somebody in ad, somebody that's like works on their yeah. own, somebody that, like online, typically yeah. you're paying more in those type of circumstances than if you're just a John or a Jane or whatever, driving around looking for somebody on the street. I see. Yeah. So you think street prices, that's, that's within the norm of uh, the realm of normalcy. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I've never known of anybody to go pick somebody up off the street. Everybody I know is like, pick someone off, off, offline or through an ad of some sort. Well, Also. Yeah. If you're listening and you have picked up a woman off the street, I would love to talk to you. Hit me up on Instagram at self This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old boy lesbian, for now. And we're bringing you the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. You can follow us on Instagram at Gender Fluids Podcast. On Twitter, we're at Gender Fluids Pod. Our email is genderfluidspodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to support us on Patreon, you can find us at patreon.com slash genderfluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. I was watching Tales of the City the other day. I'm still only a few episodes in, but there was a moment when the trans dude uh, apparently had asked his mom to take down all the pictures from pre-transition around the house because she was having a party. But then his sister was mad because it was like some of those pictures were her wedding photos. And so now those were taken down and she was upset. She's like, why can't all our guests see the wedding photos? And then, um, but the mom was on the sun side. Anyway, it was just an interesting thing because I hadn't thought about that really before. Like people asking their parents to take down those pictures. Like even if that had crossed my mind, like the idea of, oh, right, because you're going to have people over and do they are is there ever a time when you ask your parents to take down pictures just for special occasions like there's all kinds of interesting stuff so have you ever asked your parents anything like that never no I imagine you would yeah. no i mean I, it's not my style i also don't have the type of family where i would feel like that's necessary you know like in that show like he's got like a very kind of traditional mm. like latino family and 
I get that. Like at one later on in the episode, one of his like uh, uncles or something is like super fucking machismo y and like you know, the very uncomfortable yeah. scene. I was just like, oh, that hits home. Mm-hmm. Just like, you know, making fun of him for being or not being a quote real man, right? Yeah. Since he's trans. And so I can get like needing that to happen, to have those pictures be taken down. Yeah. I personally just, I, I would never do it. Even if I did have that kind of family situation where like my family, like, is our fucking shitty, like outwardly shitty. I would still kind of be like, yeah, dude, I'm a cute fucking kid. Also, it's like in my head, like that's never not me. Right. You know, I don't, I don't describe part to, of your history. Yeah. And I don't ascribe to kind of running from that. I didn't, I don't feel hyper dysphoric about talking about my time as a dude, you know, mm-hmm. that feels fine to me. It can yeah, be weird at thing. times, but like depending on it's it's dependent upon the circumstance and the place and the people, right? It's like not a thing I just want to walk around like talking about willy nilly. Yeah, but like fuck, like for you a know? lot of people, it seems like it really is kind of like out of sight, out of mind, and they just like if you are kind of conservative, you might really just want to convince your mind to see things exactly one way, and they like really want to keep like those images out of their mind. Like I can see because because we are very visual people, and so I can see how it can be pretty upsetting for, yeah. you know, if you really, yeah. I mean, the one thing I did do about it was I did start a new Facebook. Yeah. So like, I've noticed a lot of that with trans people. They tend yeah. To start new I was Facebooks. just like, I still have my old one that I'll open up and pull photos off of every now and then, but it's Jeez just like, full. that was, it was just a combination of like, there's so many pictures of me like that. I want it, like it to be very clear, at least from an online perspective, what's going on. Yeah. And then, also, like, I just wanted to clear out a fuck ton of people I didn't really give a shit about being friends with. And I didn't want to go through and do that individually. So yeah. I was just like, I'm going to start over again. And it's been so fucking nice. But, like, it is also nice because it's, like, I really it was, like, about picture proportion for me in terms of numbers. So I didn't want there to be more pictures of me as a dude than, like, pictures of me starting transition. Mm-hmm. Because I had that Facebook for a while when I was, like, first starting off, right? Like, yeah. being full-time, which means that, like, I was presenting as a woman full-time for people who don't know. Um, and so, like, I had a few up there, and that was when I made that decision and kind of, like, pulled the trigger. And since then, you know, on my new one, I've had fun moments, like, posting old pictures of myself then. But then it's yeah. framed within the context of, like, hey, look at old boy me like Mm -hmm. isn't that wild you know things Mm -hmm. like that it's different than like uh yeah i just i just wanted it to have the majority be in the lady sphere i guess right and then control the people's access to my past yeah well do you think um what do you think about the argument between the siblings where she thinks that she should have a right to have her wedding photos up and i'm wondering I th- it it almost seemed like it was all of her wedding photos. So it wasn't like she was saying, oh, I need all 18 of them to be up there. I think it was like all of her wedding photos had to be taken down because he was in all of them pre-transition. I mean, you know... It kind of feels like they if, both should be offering, like, no, no, you're right. No, no, no you know? I mean, not I in know. this case. I'm like, just because it's your baby shower doesn't mean your wedding photos should be up. I mean that that don't just because you're married doesn't mean that doesn't make sense in my head. In my head, I'm like, yeah, but like 
your sibling, like your brother is asking you for this thing that's very important to them. Right. But from her perspective, she says, I'm asking my brother for something that's really important to me. Yeah. I just think he's got a better claim because it's affecting him in like the immediate term or in the immediate sense. And I also, and it's like, I would say like a bigger emotional deal than just like being like pregnant that's the idea. baby shower and your wedding photos aren't up, you know? The idea is that as a utilitarian, she should be doing the math on like, probably this is causing him more anguish than the joy that I'll feel I wouldn't for people that are going to come see my wedding photos. I mean, I mean, to me, is that not the argument? I mean, yeah, I just don't like using the word utilitarian with it because I don't like reducing emotions to like a quick or whatever. If she goes through a moral philosophical exercise, however you want to frame it, where she says, "I, I yeah. think that he, I think that this is probably going to cause him more anguish the way he's acting about it. It seems like it's going to cause him more anguish than the joy I'm really going to get, and maybe I'm really just kind of being stubborn." Because I'm yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's like, what are you gaining from having the pictures up? Like letting people know you're married. Like you're already there with your husband, so they know you're married. They know you got well, pe- married. No, people just really love their wedding. I mean, I can tell you as someone who has gotten married twice and once to someone I was in love with, your wedding photos give you a lot of joy. I mean, it really is like it's beautiful, and to see everyone you love being so happy for you and on this beautiful day, like there's you have there's a lot of emotional weight. Huh. Um, and so and then and then you want to share that and maybe your aunts who didn't make it or your grandma who's sick and couldn't come and you want to and like but then it's like okay so can we have a talk about maybe she can go show them those photos in private is that okay with him or would that still be too much that anyone sees those that'd be a great compromise you know right it's like, look, I st- I, it's my baby shower. I want to be able to talk about my wedding. Right. I get that you Why don't do want them up. they have to be on up. the wall? But like if somebody asks, where's the wedding photos? Like, can I like show them the wedding photos right. then, right? Right. Can I show grandma so-and-so? Because right. then what that's doing, it's like it, at least in moving it, the space it's like taking up, it's yeah. not on display and active. It's right. Put it's not away. everywhere so you it's, turn. So it's kind of like me starting a new Facebook. It's right. controlled and like in a place of the past in a context. weird way. Yes. Yeah. And you could put them back up afterwards, but for now we're going to put them in a controlled space right. so that people get like, look, here's this thing that happened clearly in the past. Right. And yeah. It brings it out of the now in a little bit. Yeah. And I know it's just a TV show from a comic book or whatever, but still I was like, from I wish book not a comic book oh i thought it was like a graphic novel no oh really no this whole i really just imagined you told me that or something really what no this whole time i've been imagining those were graphic novels on your shelf (laughs) all right i take everything back (laughs) maybe i'll read them um but yeah i i wish that instead of it just being like the trans guy got his way and she's upset and then he's in this weird machismo cult. Like, I wish that they, like... Well, would, that's too nuanced that it's of a happen. scene to have in a fucking television show that you don't have a lot of time in to begin with. I know, but I'm just saying people need to learn, like, emotional labor skills and so it's like... I, I Yeah, but here's the thing. We don't know they didn't have that conversation off screen. Right. Well, I guess here we are talking about it. So yeah. maybe the viewers... I'm just saying, for the viewers too, like, for it not just to always end on, like one like people could resolve things more yeah. well i mean know. again i, I don't know I just everyone could be happy i just think the medium of television like leaves very little room for both sides to be right and to compromise in a lot of ways like yeah. typically to help the plot move it's a, it's a definitive decision of like this is the right choice <laughs> this is the wrong choice mm. therefore this happens you know well remember that when you watch tv folks <laughs> or the next <laughs> <laughs> Feels right. Mm.
So now that Pride Month is over, um, I want to talk about not just like the corporate shit in Pride, but just like one instance in particular of like a company doing some something super easy that makes everybody's life better and like sure cashing in on it during Pride, but at least it has like some sort of pragmatic value to it. Mm-hmm. So MasterCard recently did this thing where... They released, you know, a whole big campaign of like gender nonconforming and then trans people uh, talking about how it's really an issue when you go and use your credit card. And if your credit card has to match your ID, how especially if you're just paying for something like at the store that you don't need an ID for just buying, you know, a fucking bag of chips. It's awkward and sometimes dangerous, dangerous to risk to, to legal name on it, but especially before you've changed your name, like I have. Mm-hmm. So MasterCard now is letting people use whatever name they want on their credit card. That's great, uh, regardless of what your ID says, right? Yeah. And, and of course, like they could have done this a long time ago. They clearly have had this planned out for a while to <laughs> happen in the middle of Pride Month. Like mm-hmm. that's all fucking super shitty. That's months of pain you could have saved those people if you had done it as soon as you thought of it. Yeah, right? It's like, oh shit, this is just a good thing we should do. <laughs> we'll get just as much. You would have gotten more attention if you did it outside of Pride they Month, They probably honestly. thought of it like Pride Month last year, and they were like, ah, it's too late to roll it out for this. We'll do it next year. We'll do it for Pride next year. High five. Yeah, fuck those shots. people until then. <laughs> this idea is going to be sick. Um, Let them keep struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know it's been in the works. Like, you know they could have picked a different date. Oh, well, they did it now. Thank you, MasterCard. But yeah, That's it's cool. like, I, I want that to be at least the bare minimum. Like, if you if you want to use, like, queer people and the rainbow flag and shit during Pride Month, if you want to sell things with on that on like with that on it, you also have to do something that, like, legitimately helps queer people. That's not just giving money. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Because here's the thing. Most of them don't even give money. I want to see you do a thing that, like actively helps tr- queer people and right. like in, in a tangible way and a t- way that you can document and you can show and like switching your name on a fucking cart is that exactly that it's practical it's useful. yeah thank you if you don't do that then i don't give a fuck about your brand and you're like a little cocksucky little bitch <laughs> you should go jump off a fucking cliff for like appropriating people's like anyhow yeah yes strong <laughs> feelings uh hermeva I was going to say what I would like the credit card people to do is, you know how sometimes people have cute pictures on their credit cards? Like maybe it's like some cats and you're like, oh, there's your cats. And they're like, no, and there's cute cats, you know, mm-hmm. I want them to let me have just like an androgynous uh, model, not me, you know, just like <laughs> just some, and that's just like their face. It's I think just, you can do that. I, I think you can, can find yeah. like, I how think you can pay to get custom be? credit cards. You can. I just, it depends on your bank. Cause I've had it before. I've had it before with my cat. Um, but yeah, how just, fun would that be? Just like someone who looks a lot like me, <laughs> just like, yeah, I get that. Wait. That'd be funny. I would just get like a big dick anime girl on it. Yeah. <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah. Her dick is the, the length of are. my credit card Pretty number. Pretty <laughs> sure they're going to censor that. So my way will at least make it in. Uh, we'll see. We need to get fun custom credit card just get gender fluids yeah so that we ever get like a we, company card or something yeah yeah we need a company card so it can ring up as gender fluids and then every time they're gonna be like gender fluids <laughs> or they're just gonna be like uh can our card just be like a picture of a mattress with a bunch of stains on it <laughs> <laughs> a rainbow of stains <laughs> uh 
a rainbow of stains. A rainbow that of sounds. Stains. If Gender Fluids is a band, a rainbow of stains be their first album. <laughs> I think we can get the whole Prog rainbow, band. especially including the the brown and black now, <laughs> into that mattress. Oh baby, Those I've always we've had got the, the yellow, brown we've covered. got the red. Yeah, the brown and black are heavily in. We got the yellow, we got the red. What's going to be black? Um, I've never just, taken a black shit. You've never had like I've a real dark. <laughs> yeah, black shit. I guess. I'm Do you just ever have like black dark. period clumps come out? Oh yeah, they can be pretty dark. I mean, they're ultimately red, but if you like concentrate them enough, maybe you could do like some out. Jackson Pollock shit some where they drop in hard and, gloops uh, and let it yeah. harden that way. Yeah, exactly. We'll do hard gloops. Should exist one day. What, what, Guys, make sure you support our Patreon so that we can get around <laughs> to projects like this. Yeah. <laughs> the, the also, like, if we could get enough people to all come into jars at once, we yeah. could just uh, use food coloring to color the cum and fluids in different ways. Yeah. Oh, you know what could be black? Because we don't ha- or I, or if I guess we could just ingest pink things and vomit up pink to get that kind of like pink fluid, That's true. right? Or like a green. Yeah, exactly. Or a blue. Anything can be vomited. Any color can be yeah. vomited. Hey, can you drink this bottle of like coloring, <laughs> food coloring, charcoal, and, food or coloring, blue, and yeah. a bunch of water? And then I need you to gag yourself. Yeah. <laughs> is this a, what is this for art? Yeah. I mean that and sex because like it's hot. <laughs> it's uh-huh. my thing. You have to <laughs> vomit on my dick if you're going to participate as you do it. Have it, hasn't uh, that, that been be a fetish hot? of the week, vomiting on your dick? I don't, I mean, we've talked about vomiting before, but it's just like, I think it would burn, but I think in oh, that situation, it might be kind of cool if like, if it's just like water and food coloring, mm-hmm. that could be like some fucking sick, like, you know, for, like from the movie Alien, like some alien role play, like at the acid spit, like, mm-hmm. you know, like acid vomit and shit okay. like that. I was thinking the black could come from the dead bodies of all the bed bugs from this random mattress that we're probably getting. I mean, we're just going to get what? a... What? You know, because we're just going to get a mattress from like the side of the road or whatever, right? Oh my God, sorry. I I had like a panic moment where I thought you were saying you and the girl were getting a random mattress that we could probably find bed bug blood in. And I was just Jesus like... Jesus Christ. I was like... Ariel, what the fuck are you talking? You're not bringing that idea. Like, no, oh, you mean for the photo keep shoot? This bed, yes, yeah, for yeah. The photo yeah. shoot. We yeah, just I get a free like, mattress. Your bed's awesome. Like, why are you getting this potentially no, bed <laughs> infested mattress? Uh, no, for the photo shoot. Oh my god, sorry, my heart's beating so Sometimes, fast. Sometimes, <laughs> good lord, yo, you have little faith. <laughs> I didn't know, dude. Yeah. You and your th- I just I, betrays what you think look, of me. At least think no, I'm just saying don't think I'm ever underestimating your thriftiness. Okay, let's take a quick break and then uh, we'll come back with some more fun shit. Hey y'all, thanks for listening. Uh, if you like the podcast and want to leave us a review, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review like this one. Uh, I enjoyed the review from Creamy Pussy, five stars. It's called Oh Yeah, Just Like That. Excellent and thought-provoking content that can make anyone, no matter what your fetish is, feel a little less alone and a little turned on. Wink. Perfect. Give us more stuff like that. Yeah. Head on over to Apple Podcast and uh, drop us a review. Thanks. So, I don't remember what we were talking about. <coughs> Hold on. The, oh, coming on to a match. Well, we get off on the MasterCard thing. Uh, yeah, I don't thing. know. Oh, the MasterCard thing. Right, right, right. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, you have strong feelings about these companies who are just selling 
um, cheap. We've talked about it before. It's it's a wasteful enterprise. All these little rainbow flags that these companies don't care. They're just making money and they're happy to make money off gay people. I mean, to me, it's just like a neutral thing. Like, yeah, if if, if I am in the market for a rainbow thing, I'm glad that you're providing it. That's the extent of. I I think that's fine, but like, I mean, my problem just comes when like they don't do things like it's not a consistent effort it's yeah. like only during one month well they're a- just not getting any brand loyalty from me well, not if only they're getting that, that from other like, people not only like, that but it's just like and like they specifically use it to sell things to people mm-hmm. but they don't do that with other months you don't see converse coming out with like black history month <laughs> shoes so great there should right? be black history month shoes. i know they would probably be way cooler <laughs> so. than the fucking gay ass rainbow shoes but you know what that, that they don't do that because they get that would be uncouth and tacky right. but they know that gay people like have a lot of disposable and income <laughs> and, are, and are, yeah and are like uncouth, uncouth and, and tacky, tacky people yeah. so they're like well <laughs> these queers will like this shit mm-hmm. and i'm just and yeah they know we'll buy it yeah and like also like so i think your anger is with the queer people who are buying this stuff more than it is with these companies no it's with the company i mean it's with the companies for i mean i'm angry at the people for buying it to a certain extent but like not as much as like the companies for doing it. Cause it's just dirty, man. It just doesn't feel good. Mm. And like, and it would be a different thing if like there weren't one, a bunch of like independently owned and operated queer, like companies selling awesome pride gear. that get incredibly overlooked because people like Converse grab all the headlines when they come out with trans high tops, mm-hmm. you know? Like there are like people making cool as fuck shirts, like and like lots of queer like publications to their credit have tried to compile lists and like keep, get those out there above yeah. those larger brands, but it doesn't change the fact that those larger brands are yeah. going to make more money because they, they have a bigger apparatus to advertise through, right? So that's true. so that's number one. But two is like that like companies. these little companies typically are also giving away a portion of the profits that they're making yeah. if they are able to, if they're not, you know, just trying to yeah. stay open as opposed to like Converse, Converse didn't give a fucking cent of the right. profit they made off those shoes to any queer people so anywhere. That's what I would say to queers buy the stuff from the brands that are doing the right thing. And that are you know, like, I know I get that, but it's still just like the fact that it was like this year it was bigger than ever. And thankfully there was like a bigger backlash against it than ever before, but because more and more companies are doing it, but it's like, I just dis I, and like, you know, everybody like works the rainbow into their logo. And it's like, when you look really at like uh, a lot of these companies and what they do for their queer employees, and the type of healthcare, especially the type of like healthcare they provide to them, it's really fucked up. It's like the HRC every year even compiles, or the HRC every year compiles a corporate equality index that ranks companies based off of how caring for and like nice they are and what they provide to like their like queer employees, like what kind of rights and things they give them. And even though that's a little skewed. Like the people who are scoring hundred, they don't take into account like the money that people they donate to people with anti LGBT causes. Yeah. It's just within their like it's like AT and T's up there, but AT and T has donated to some anti LGBT people, right? Mm-hmm. But they still have a hundred percent score because if I worked at AT and T for six months, their insurance would pay for all of my hormones. I wouldn't have any sort of payment. They would pay for all of like my surgery, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. They have really good health care for their queer and trans employees. So it's like. <clears throat> I get that these companies are doing good things and can be like up there with that. And like they have these like rainbow logos, but the reality of the situation is, is that like they're not taking care of queer people in general. God, I also had a better point than I got off explaining the corporate equality index. God damn that weed. Um, 
<laughs> Do you think that health care is a basic human right? Yes. How, what does that mean? I mean, to me, it's just like, I consider it a basic human right just because we live with enough like wealth and like technology and wherewithal that we should be able to make it happen. So it's like, it's humanly right to provide because we have the wherewithal. That's why like, you know, there were always village village healers. There was somebody you went to and and they felt, obligated to help you right. out that's just and i that's think what we're supposed to do as humans yeah i think we're supposed to just help right. each other and as like because, even though the system gets more complicated and more expensive doesn't mean that we've lost that moral imperative to help right so we're just exactly you're it's like you are being bad people if you don't take care of everyone to the best of our ability in terms of health right like and so that when we it's just like interesting when you take out like a god a a lord father daddy god out of the equation then how do you you know like what does a human right mean and i think that's what we mean we mean on a basic moral level it is wrong not to be providing health care because we can damn sure do it yeah if we were being reasonable yeah if we were being team players more or less yeah okay and so within that do you think that transition care is within uh, the, that basic human right. Yeah. And I, spe- I especially, I mean, this is like a, a hacky kind of like fallback, but like, I especially think that if erectile dysfunction is covered most of the right. time. Right. Well, so that would be another one, right? Is erectile dysfunction. I mean, that I would, human right? <laughs> I, might, I mean, at this point, like, are we arguing now we're in a place where we're just picking them? If we're just picking them, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I, you know, that's the thing is like, there, I don't think there's like a lot of like, I think if we start talking about universal health care and like hypotheticals, it's easy to get utopian fast, which I'm fine to do. But in that case, it's like, yeah, yeah anything that would be wrong with you, ideally, we would all help each other fix. We would all, it would be covered or it would be very cheap or there would be a way to help pay for it. Right. Which I don't think is impossible. Right. I don't think that like that's purely like some unobtainable utopia. Yeah. But in the current context, it is like a, you have to draft what things will wouldn't would not be considered like covered, right? Right. But there are like, uh, and so it's like, but yes, I think transition should be covered. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's wild that it isn't in a lot of ways what because it because it's it not being covered still makes it seem like it isn't as fundamental to your well-being as something is like, you know, get good, good blood pressure or like being healthy. You know, it's not as fundamental to your well-being as something like, you know, going and getting a mammogram. Right. And like, and I believe that, um, lesbian, like baby making should be part of the universal healthcare situation, right? Like I think that you shouldn't, because currently with a lot of insurances, you might have to be prove that you're infertile for six months, which like you can't really do, like you know you're not going to be making babies as lesbians without their help, you know what I mean? But there's like this rigmarole that you have to go through. There's stuff like that and or places where you really can't get anything at all. Like So I think that that kind of thing should be, you should be able to get um, sperm 
with insurance or, yeah. you know, if we're going to do this insurance thing or with just the, you know, we, what we should all be paying for is, you know, but I think some people think that those are special interests and that like, those are some things that kind of conservative people who have that certain sense of fairness. No, it wouldn't. Co- anyway, there aren't that many trans people. So it's like, you know, that, you know, there aren't yeah, that many like, like lesbians well, who want to have kids. Like, it's, it's like if we gave all the trans people who wanted it surgery, I was like, you're not talking about many of us. There right. aren't one. There aren't many trans people in the United States, just percentage-wise, proportion-wise, right? Mm-hmm. Two, not all trans people want fucking surgeries. Mm-hmm. Not all trans people, like, want to med- medically transition. A lot of trans people just want you to pay for our fucking therapists, which I think, like, that's, like, one of the best arguments for universal yeah. health care is everybody Everyone should go should see a therapy. goddamn therapist. That, oh, my God. That is such a... Yeah. Why Why didn't that Marianne Williamson bring that up in <laughs> the debates? She should have snuck that in there. <laughs> my health care plan includes free therapy for all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because we all need a, a massage. God, what a, what a How about world. one massage and one session of therapy per week? Every American. Universal basic that. Oh, that would, Here's not only... Do you think we would cre- all... And some free shrooms. Jobs. Yeah. yeah. And an eighth of shrooms and pot. Every, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Vote for me. 20... Whatever the math is on when I'll be... Okay. An eighth of shrooms a week is a lot. We're American... I believe in our economy. If we I could think, put a man on the moon. No, I'm not saying we couldn't do it. I'm saying that's too many mushrooms for a person to be doing. Well, I'm, a week. Okay. A month. Okay. We'll, we'll figure I would out. Say you get, I would say you get eight two shrooms grams a month. A month. Two, fine. Two grams a month. Save if them you up want more, you, you can do buy it. more, but like two but is that's enough. Your, that's your basic. Fine. You don't want everybody <laughs> losing their fucking minds. You're right. Not everyone can handle it, but that's enough to like, you know, microdose, whatever. Also, it's like, you know, I don't even know if I want to trip once a month right that's a lot of tripping you can save it up trade it like cigarettes i don't know (laughs) yeah there might become sort of we'd have to see this is where laws come into play it's like okay well we can't just keep (laughs) pumping like mushrooms into the fucking we settle on two grams of shrooms a week how much pot no a month a month a month a month i'm in a month (laughs) (laughs) with the ash to like we're revisiting this we'll revisit we'll assess if that's too many because 300 million people that's like (laughs) whatever okay could be three times a year for all I care whatever That's regular 600 million regular mushrooms mushroom regular mushrooms and pot and a weekly massage and a weekly therapy session oh it's great and so many of us want to be therapists we don't you can have really low level for who it is which is just a stranger who wants to do this who talks to you anyway we could have I have such a plan for this country anywho <laughs> companies corporate pride right <laughs> <laughs> Why does no one think big? I don't know. Dude, can I tell you the one company that I really liked during Pride Month? What? Pornhub. Oh, what happened? Nothing. Oh. And that's the best fucking part. All they did. That would have been so great. All they did was. I mean, they might <laughs> Only have, gay porn. They might have month. done like some like special advertising things or like they run a lot of specials with like premium, like any fucking occasion. It's like, it's Mother's Day, half off on premium or free premium for weeks, something like that. But. What all I noticed that they did was they just had uh like the fucking power fists, you know, mm-hmm. the raised fist. They just had the wrist up fist uh, and a rainbow flag next to Pornhub, and like that was it. And I was like, "Fuck yes, Pornhub!" Like that's yeah. all you needed to do. Because here's the thing: there aren't many people that are like legit. They're, they might. There's the long way to go to make Pornhub amazing. It's a wonderful site right now, but. <laughs> they're at least fucking trying to like do some cool shit and like be the good people. Like they, like I heard they were trying to buy Tumblr back to like, you know, like 
try and get if they could buy Tumblr as an entity, they could like reinstate all the like adult content, oh, wow. right? Yeah. They would have that power. They've been they were like posting things like, Hey, if you're getting kicked off Tumblr, come here. Like you can create yeah, an artist yeah. page. You can post videos for free, right? Mm-hmm. You know, they like have like tried, they've trained, changed like their like genres from like, you know, tranny and she male to like transgender, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and, and like, even though like you can still post things with those titles, like there, it seems like they're doing a little bit more, or mm-hmm. it's just maybe just be trans, actually. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I forget. But yeah, they seem to be working and like going in the right er direction. Yeah. That's and good. so I was like, you know what? Pride's over. Two shout outs one to MasterCard slight fuck you but thank you for doing a good thing and two to Pornhub like that was like the best thing ever because it wasn't like some they didn't change their actual logo they just put like the rainbow fist next to it like it wasn't even theirs right they didn't make a rainbow Pornhub and it's like fuck yeah that's showing like solidarity with it's the symbol of solidarity not just like happy clapping allyship right and they weren't trying to sell you another thing their shit's already fucking free yeah and, so and quite gay. Kudos to them. But it would be funny if they just only showed gay porn for the month. I know. <laughs> Sorry, guys, taking down all the straight stuff. Only gays. There'll be no, no, you know, even multi-gender orgies. Oh, okay. Yeah, so here's a fetish. Um, Kind of, like, came up into my head just because of shit that's, like, happened with me recently. Mm -hmm. So, like, the fetish is, like, taking someone's virginity. Mm -hmm. Or, like, you know, yeah. Or, like, videos of or descriptions of, like, somebody losing their virginity, right? Mm -hmm. Which is definitely a thing online. For sure. Right? And that only came up because, like, I kind of had not kind of I had that experience where like you know Alexis had never had anybody like inside her ass that wasn't her mm-hmm. and like the other night she was like do you want to be inside me and I was like yes <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah I mean it was a wild moment of like uh responsibility yeah and like just like i felt like a fucking like firefighter and a paramedic like on the scene like i'm paying attention to everything like all the details like like just like constant like watching and making sure like she's okay and shit right because it's just like holy fuck like i mean you know how many times do you have the opportunity to do that and by that, I don't mean that in like a selfish way of like, oh yeah, I get to fuck her for the first time. I mean, well, the yeah. opportunity to give somebody a good first time. Yeah. So often people are young and like mm-hmm. not really thinking or in control of like the circumstance or it's like, well, we did it when we found a moment where we could finally be by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess you're a little Mormon, but like for the rest of us raised in public schools, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh, a moment where we're alone. Let's do what we can or, you know. Not if Jesus is involved, but it's weird to get to do it as an adult and be like, okay, like this is the thing you want to do with me. And like, I am honored that you trust me with that. Like, that's huge. Like that, like that feels like the world's largest, like simultaneous compliment and responsibility combo. Mm -hmm. And so let's do this. Okay. Yeah. And like the first night I just like fingered her. Cause she's 
fucked her own ass a lot, right? So it's not as if I'm like having to like start stretching her asshole out or anything. But like it it's still somebody else. It's just a different ball game, different yeah. sensation, right? Are you so, using your dick? Well, at first the finger. first night I just used my finger. Okay. Um fingers one and a two, right? And like cuz that was a whole experience like cuz that's de- that's the closest thing to like that's the like furthest form of lesbian sex we've ever had, right? Mm-hmm. We've only ever like rubbed and like had like fun like blow jobby hand jobby things, and then but like you know you can fuck somebody with a finger, right? Like yeah. a lot of people underestimate the power <laughs> of like a precise mm-hmm. like com- mm-hmm. confident controlled fingering. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so that happened the first night, and then I went over to her house and like, uh, you know. We were just fooling around, and eventually she was like, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I want you to be inside me. And I was like, okay. I was like, do you want, like, just my fingers, or do you want, like, all of me inside you? She was like, oh, all of me. Mm-hmm. I was like, right on. It's like, mm-hmm. warmed her up with my fingers and then, like, fucked her, right? Mm-hmm. It was great. And afterwards, we, like, laid together, and, like, I held her, and she was really happy and, like, a lot of like blissed out like you know emotions mm-hmm. um but it it felt weird that i like not in the moment of it in the moment i was too focused on making sure she was okay but afterwards to be thinking about it and then to deal and wrestle with these like very kind of for me uncomfortable feelings of purity and virginity Mm. like it because here's the thing i've always gotten i've kind of like gotten into like the virginity taking thing i you know am into like pretending to be younger than i am and like especially Mm -hmm. when i'm getting fucked Mm -hmm. and so i love the idea of like somebody like taking my virginity it's like a really hot like possessive thing to do you know and so to have this like very real world like experience next to it mm-hmm. kind of like yucked my yum a little bit. It mm-hmm. kind of made me not as into like the whole virginity taking thing because like uh. it it gave me such a real world like foothold in the responsibility of it. And I because I've afterward because I like first was like, well, am I going to be able to get off on like, you know, fucking her for the first time like that? Like, am I going to be? How do I feel about that? Yeah, like, it does feel kind of cool that i'm the only person to have ever done that and for a long time might be the only person who ever does that right like she's not as a slut like i am mm-hmm. you know and so it's just like fuck that there's a weird sense of a weird primal sense of like purity claiming that i'm very uncomfortable with because i feel like there's potential for me to get into it but i don't want to get into it it's kind of like, how I think, how you just don't want to sleep with dudes just because you don't want to give them the satisfaction. Mm-hmm. It feels like I don't want to give that part of me that, like, disgusting satisfaction of thinking of it in, like, terms of, like, yeah, o- ownership it, in any way or, like, gross. a mind. Like, I don't like the sense of mindness that comes with it, right? Yeah. You know? And it's just kind of interesting for me to be like, babe, can you please just let somebody else fuck you, like, a few times so I feel like I'm not just, like, monopolizing your asshole, You're you a know? virginity bottom, you know? Yeah, I am yeah. a virginity bottom. I want... Yes! Oh, my God, that's such a good way to put it. Mm-hmm. You're fuck, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I want someone to take mine, but I'm not really into taking... Mm-hmm. Yeah, God damn it. 
I mean, that, here's the other thing. But see, I'm I'm not sure. But I know I'm a virginity bound, but am I a switch? I don't know, but I don't mm. like I don't like the phrase "take your virginity." Yeah, that's I don't, patriarchal. I don't, well, not just that, but it's like you're not taking something; you're giving somebody a thing. Like you're, you're giving them something. the experience. I don't know. Yeah. You know, mm. it's not a thing you're losing. It's a thing you're gaining. You're gaining that first sexual experience. Right. Virginity is an idea. Yeah. It's a, it's a creepy, gross one tied to oppression. Yeah. I think what I'm attracted to, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it's not, <clears throat> I don't think I'm attracted to like losing your virginity because of it is associated with that kind of like virginal purity right especially mm. even even when i'm bottoming in that sense i think i'm attracted to the firstness of it mm-hmm. so it's not about uh yeah. loss of purity or corruption of purity yeah, it's yeah. about the first, first time, time that sensation is being the, experienced yeah. right yeah because that's what i get off on it's like this at least when i'm like masturbating to thoughts yeah. of being like fucked in the ass for the first time a little time. scary a little painful too yeah it's, like that it's a little anticipation uh-huh. fright What's pain gonna be like? Yeah. like depending on how hard i want that person to fuck me or to like right. regard or disregard my feelings because sometimes i do get in on the tender side of it right mm-hmm. but like sometimes i want it to be very painful and mm-hmm. like to you know right that's a good time yeah <laughs> So that's interesting. Yeah, I think what squicks me about the virginity fetish is the is the fact that it's like virginal. Mm-hmm. I think if it's just a first time thing, a yeah. first experience yeah, thing, I could get way. much more on board with yeah, it. Yeah, because I was gonna say once you said that, like you you were having that loss of virginity stuff, I was like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, I'm just yeah, just first time exactly. Not it's not about virgin. Virginity is an old timey concept. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. But. I guess, I mean, if that's what you're into, because I can see, you know, it's kind of metal, like the corruption of innocence. Like, I mean, it's hot, sure. Yeah. <laughs> if you're into that side of things, you know, live your dream. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Do you have thoughts of it? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've always. What liked, are your thoughts on it? Like, if I'm doing, if I'm looking through porn and that it says like, like first time anal, that's something that I would be, <laughs> my eyes would be drawn <laughs> toward. Um, you know, because it, especially with like anal it's just like well it's inherently also about it being painful and something that's you're kind of being used all these ways so like the first time and it's like she's letting you you know like it's a it's just that area for me of yeah whatever we're gonna call that that i'm definitely into sure i think yeah there's a dual sense of like the first time anal type things with people of either gender it's either like a thing of like uh acceptance and like welcoming into where it's like we're doing this together it's my first time like yeah Mm -hmm. let's watch me like slowly work through these like facial expressions of like getting it fucked in my ass the first time and then it's like uh yeah like irl yeah yeah, no no even in porn like i've watched some like very tender first time anal videos right it's (laughs) i have never stumbled across (laughs) one of those but well i wouldn't say they're the majority but then there's the other half where it's like it is about the violation you know it's either an acceptance and a welcoming or a violation one of the two right Mm -hmm. there's not many first time anal that kind of just like are middle (laughs) of the roading you know (laughs) i don't don't think the anals i think anals is zero to a hundred thing yeah Yeah. (laughs) but yeah I mean, I could get in on the violation side because that's usually where my head goes when I masturbate, you know, is like, yeah, I want you to take advantage of me. I want you right. to violate me and right. like ruin this first time for me. Mm-hmm. But then at points, you know, there's always, at least for me, like, I hate this. It's so bad. But 
why do I feel so good? Well, that's like that <laughs> scene in the first episode of Game of Thrones that got me hooked to Game of Thrones. It's like, oh. <laughs> what happened in it's, it? Uh, with the, the hot guy who became Aquaman and the blonde dragon lady. She's like forced oh, to marry him. Yeah, and he rapes her. Yeah, and they have that yeah. that uh, yeah wedding rape, <laughs> and it's like, oh, excuse me, everyone, <laughs> I'll be <laughs> gone for a few. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we could give it off to the show. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like so little more of really bad that they deliver. It's way more like violent and everything than I. Ugh, the show is so gross. Yeah. It Honestly, really. I just had to like, look away from so much of that. It is pretty wild how much like people just like looked aside, like for like some of the shit they put on that show. Mm. And like, here's we weren't the, looking aside. I know, well, we were all watching. Did we uh, do virginity? virginity I don't know what else. What else could there be to virginity? You See, know, I never felt a real sense of like virginity loss um, in terms of. Because I'd always heard of this hymen situation, and then just like I don't even know what happened to mine. So like, how did you lose your like? Wh- you don't remember who the first there. person to finger you? Was? I mean, maybe I just f- fingered myself, and no, but I don't think it's again. I don't think it's the thing you lose. I'm just saying, who's the you don't remember no, but the, the, first the hymen person. part oh, yeah. losing that. I mean, like, yeah, I, some people it just yeah. is looser, or you know, some yeah. people just maybe I thought I was having a period or, or something. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, my first girlfriend penetrated me with her fingers, but. Do you consider that like your first time? Yeah, I guess, you know, it's just like, yeah, sure. I'm just saying like for me, I have like very definitive first times in my head. Because it's yeah. like, I remember the first, because some, the first thing that I, like I lost my virginity when I was 15, 14, 15, I think I was 15, yeah, 15. And it was to this dude who I was good friends with and like. I fucked him first and then like afterwards, like he fucked me. Right. Yeah. And so it was like, that's like a very clear like moment for me. Right. Okay. Of like, okay. Yeah. That's like, cause yeah. I had like a okay. blow job before, but I was, that didn't consider that like losing my virginity. I, I was like, that's like a pretty strong one, two combo. Yeah. I would say for me then when I was 17 and I briefly dated another Mormon girl, um, you know, we progressed from like kissing and then like, I would say probably the moment that like my tongue touched her pussy is probably the moment I would consider myself as losing my virginity. Interesting. Was that before or after the fingering? I probably after I probably, I'm sure I touched her with my hand before I, is it the same girl? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I would say that's to me like now, was she also, had I, Yes. Had I, Hot. I'm, but I'm not sure if I had like really fingered her. I think I probably had just like clit rub it, whatever. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't think I was like, I probably hadn't fucked her before I went down on her. So probably if I had like fucked her like that, maybe that would be how I consider but it. That moment but you for went me, down on her is that like was, that. Yeah. To me, I'm like, yeah, I mean, this is yeah. me having lesbian sex. God, that sounds so much more pleasant than mine. It was, I mean, yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, we lost to each other. It's like, yeah, I guess we just lost our virginity. It's like, ha ha ha. Like what a nice time. It's just, you know, two yeah. girls having a great time together. Like I always tell people, <laughs> if you want to have a good time losing your virginity, it's easy. Just lose it to a woman. Yeah. It's a good rule of thumb. Cause we didn't even have lube, so we just used hair conditioner as lube. Oh my god, <laughs> boys! Which might be no, why I have like such a 
painful, painful anal, painal, as people call it online sometimes, a painal thing where it's like, I love the idea of getting fucked. Like, I don't actually like it happening to me, but yeah. I love the idea, because uh, I've tried it, uh, where it's just like, I just want you to fuck me. I want it to hurt, and right. I wasn't into it. But I like imagining somebody totally. just fucking me, and it just You and I have hurting. the same fantasies. Yeah. It's just, you know, it's like... Yeah, but I think big. it might be rooted in that moment, because my first, well, like, dick-in-the-ass experience, a lot of my early, like, things-in-the-ass experience... Yeah, but like, I don't have those, and I still have pain. the same fantasies. Huh. So I doubt it's because of that. I think wow. the mask is hard comes from something less direct than conditioner in the butt. <laughs> oh, not the conditioner in the butt. The giant, giant dick. Oh, like the oh, biggest right. dick you to this that day yeah. that I've ever yeah. seen. I mean... I mean, it was fucking but, ungodly. And I didn't know it was big until months <laughs> later because I'd never seen anybody else's dick. I thought I might just have a small dick and that's the way everybody else was. But no, that dude <laughs> just had a fucking giant cock. <laughs> like that's so funny if i had known that i wouldn't have shoved that chi hair straightener up my ass a week later <laughs> ripped the shit on my asshole like thick deep blood pouring out of my okay asshole. <laughs> it's not safe anyway i think i have some permanent scar tissue damage from that shit lord um but anywho <laughs> anal virginity <laughs> yeah this is turning into just an anal, anal virginity <laughs> yeah like, i'm just like it's always weird to me how much of like the virginity taking revolves around like blood. Like they want mm. that visible proof of like pain. Yeah. They the don't. Warrior instincts. Yeah. It's just, blood. that's like, <laughs> fuck. Like, cause it, I've like, yeah, humans are creepy. I've tried to find, you know, I've done my own browsing and tried to find like casual, like well-made virginity things where it's like, not that intense but like even then it's like even some of the tender ones they like add a little bit of blood and i'm like why, why? man that's why? so that makes me so uncomfortable i know yeah. it's just like just let me i don't me... know who's into this mm. <sighs> i know it's like, like me like trying to get my non-consent stuff and someone always pees on somebody I'm like why every time though can we just have one where someone doesn't pee yeah is there really no like buddy in my little circle who wants rape without pee? <laughs> I know my moral hierarchy sounds. Aaron was off. just googling rape, no pee, rape minus pee. <laughs> Man, I just you know what term I don't like? I don't like the term deflowering Ugh. either. Yeah, well, that's like a gross. It uncle. Sounds so faggy. Yeah, it's a fucking. <laughs> like even if you're like oh, a, the maskiest dude, virgin. fucking like mm-hmm. this like virginal like cis girl. If you use the word "I deflowered her," you're a fucking fag. <laughs> you're a faggot. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so fucking ugh. hard faggot on that. <laughs> <laughs> Do not use yeah. the word deflowering. <laughs> Can we also just get rid of finger banging, finger blasting? While we're getting rid of words. I mean, only unironically, but like I refuse to. Well, you have to say something. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I just assume that if we're using finger bang or finger blast, it's in like the utmost irony. Right. And and I think if you're around people who are using it that you can tell it's not (laughs) one, you should be worried because you might just be about to get hate crimed. But two, Mm. like, (laughs) yeah, what a douche. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, finger fucked is fine. Finger but like, fucked. Yeah. Finger bang and finger blast aren't. Oh, we got some birds outside. That's what I'm saying. There's like these red ones, right? This has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. Ciao. 
I'm Janish Meeting, a native writer and comedian, and I'm thrilled to announce that my podcast, Woman of Size, has found a permanent home on the Hoo-Ha-Ha Network. On Woman of Size, I talk to artists, writers, activists, and thinkers about their big-ass lives, their big-ass experiences, and their big... Asses. Woman of size is plus size. Latina. Flawed. Curvy. Curvy. Thick queen. Queer. Fat. Black. Disabled. So come take up space and subscribe to Woman of Size on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. Be big, baby. This has been a Hoo Ha Ha Podcast. <laughs>